0: We are working towards building people's control of the government, building community control of the economy, expanding the public sphere, and creating structural racial equity. Today, my guest is DeMarco Davidson, lead organizer of the MCU Sacred Votes campaign. And today, we're going to talk about our next step in building voter power, which is relational voter engagement. So Welcome, DeMarco, and thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thank you, Kevin. It's always great to be here.
0: So let's start with just a definition. What does relational voter engagement mean and and how did this come
1: to the attention for MCU? The relational, we we call it the relational voter program, uh, but it is definitely involved with our integrated voter engagement. I always like to recap the integrated voter engagement is engaging voters all year round, not just when there are elections happening, but engaging voters to actually focus on the local elections. As well as making sure that voters are being engaged to understand what policies are happening, uh, what what bills might be taking place, things of that nature that could impact them, uh, or their or their lives, or their or their family lives. So that's integrated voter engagement. Um, so we engage our voters all year round around the issues and the and the and the policies that could impact their lives as well as the local elections. Uh, the relational voter program is a program that that. It, it, in general, it's, it's, it's very similar to what we call like, you know, like the, the uh, a telephone style or basically one person becoming a center of influence and one person making sure they contact other people in their circle of influence. That's just relational voter in general, uh, in very, very general terms. So, for example, uh, when we had the uh, when the judges were on the ballot and it was like, you know should we retain or not retain? Uh, A lot of people had no clue what that even meant uh, because some of us that either did not grow up understanding the Missouri system or some people just don't just don't know. So what happened, for example, was I received about 20 emails, text messages or phone calls asking me, Marco, what's about these judges? So I end up sharing information to 20 different people uh, as well. Now, that's one that's a personal example. So I was relating to voters, and I, and I exchanged information. Right, that's in general. Now the relational voter program, which is more specific, is 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 the people who will be working and organizing the leaders, volunteers, who are working with MCU will be able to uh, be able to be be in tune, be in touch with MCU, and then they will focus on who will be there. 10, 15, 20, however many people they want to be in their, what we call their circle of influence. Uh, and they get to share information or even ask questions to people who are voters or people who are impacted by voting uh, as well for those who may not be able to actually physically vote. Uh, so, so therefore we are just said we are establishing uh, a system to so people can become influencers and, and be able to disseminate information quickly as quickly as possible to uh people that they um that they have access to immediately so that's hopefully it that makes sense
0: yeah it actually sounds like it's kind of a throwback idea it sounds like the old uh phone tree um yeah, when, that's, that's what
1: i was looking for a phone tree yeah like a right. phone tree pretty much
0: yeah so when when school was called because of snow uh you you start disseminating it out or or we even had at the church i grew up in a a prayer tree so yes, someone yes. someone would have a need and the, the you just call the next person on the list until the exactly. entire congregation knew about it. So
1: exactly, exactly. And 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 now in the digital age, we just send text messages now. <laughs> so you know, so that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh or make phone call or even email, right? So there's multiple ways that people can actually engage with people they feel they want to engage with. So basically taking the phone tree idea and just making sure we encouraging or Sometimes it's encouraging people about voting, uh, sometimes about educating people about certain things is on certain ballots as well.
0: I assume part of it will be, hey, are you registered to vote? And hey, don't forget the election is next Tuesday, whatever when, when we get to that point in the calendar, but it also sounds like we want to put this in place if an issue becomes important.
1: Yes, very, very correct. So uh, so of course, uh, with MCU, and this is, will be on our on our 501c3 side, so we will never ever say, you know, please vote for that one person or vote against this person. Uh, we will only be focusing on, on ballot issues uh, and just reminders of when things are coming up. Uh, we, and, and because we, we will be able to, to keep a small track, you know, very loose track of, of who's connected to who, uh, if there is an election uh, specifically, a school board election and in Webster Groves, for example. <laughs> like, we might want people to, uh, hey, if you know anyone who lives in Webster Groves, please remind them to go vote. That, you know, things of that nature. Uh, or if um, or we might ask people, um, are you registered to vote? Or we may I ask them, do you have a plan? Like, please encourage or ask people you know, do they have a plan to go vote on Tuesday, yada, yada. Uh, and that way we can actually keep track of, oh, yep. This person has communicated with this person and this person has responded. And therefore we'll be able to keep, we'll be able to gauge uh, how many people are reaching out to others and how many people are responding. Uh, and again, we, and so one of the reasons why I will share this right now, one of the reasons why we we started, why we decided to do this. Cause I know a lot of people are like, why are you doing something different now? Why is this? Um, well, a couple of reasons. Um, when we did, the transformative conversations, uh, the deep listening campaigns. We recognize that uh, we, we ask certain questions. One of my favorite questions is we ask people, who do you receive political information or information about ele- elections or things that impact you and your community? Who do you receive information from? Uh, majority of people still said local news and people said people they know, maybe. Uh, people, uh, friends, and families, uh, elected officials themselves, or people who are running for office, perhaps. Uh, and what we found one was the most alarming that we and we inter- we, we we engaged over five hundred St. Louisans, uh, North City, North County mostly, but all over South Side, West County, uh, South County as well. Out of five hundred plus people, I think maybe thirteen people, like less than four percent people. Said they receive any information from clergy or from a church about things that impact that things that impact them from their community or on the or from on the ballot or issues are electoral issues less than four percent, and we recognize that the that congregations are still places that can at least provide information. They can at least encourage people to go vote, and they can let people know these issues on the ballot you can do your own research and you know figure it out unless you unless, unless a, a congregation is choosing to support or be a for or against an issue. Um, and we' like we have to figure out a better way to, to be able to gauge that and hopefully people can, can can be hopefully congregations and churches can become trusted sources uh, for these matters, especially in these times of so much division and polarization as well. We actually was were inspired by this uh, to do this from uh, from uh, from an organization in uh, in Wisconsin, and they uh, they started working on this, and they, they it, it took them a while to get it going. We recognize it's going to take us a while to get it going too, but they were effectively able to basically share a message once, and it was immediately shared with uh, two thousand other known trusted resources and, and and they were able to gauge and basically see how that information actually impacted certain elections uh, in, a, in a positive way that uh, it was great. So we were like wow Wisconsin doing the Wisconsin and Missouri share quite a bit in common. Uh, we were like that would be a great thing here as well. and And lastly, uh, in this digital age, this digital age, we have to make sure that we are, connecting with people and calling people, we recognize that phone banking, calling strangers uh, is is one thing. <laughs> then sometimes we will text 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 bank, uh, texting strangers is one thing as well. Some people respond to those, some people don't, uh, especially when people change phone numbers that often. But we often keep track of our loved ones or people that we want to keep up with. So therefore it's, it's we can we're able to have a better uh, ratio, a better uh, metric to to actually be able to see who is contacting who. Um, and again, we don't we don't get into party affiliation or anything of that nature. Uh, we don't even get into how people are voting or not. Uh, we just make sure people: Do you plan on going to vote? Thanks like again, simple things like that. Uh, and so far, uh, we are excited to to see how many people are excited for joining up and signing up. And therefore we can then also send information in case there is some, some disinformation or misinformation being sent out. Uh, Cause that's also another big thing in the digital age, people are starting to send out all type of stuff that isn't either, that isn't either true or either they're only sharing a piece of information, not the whole thing. So therefore people are sometimes being misled or being misguided. So now we actually are setting up a way where we can actually send quick information, or trusted links, or trusted sources of information to people as well and they can share it with others. Uh, so you know, we're not trying to strong arm, strong arm, convince anybody. That's not our style. Uh, we really just want people to be able to make uh positive, educated decisions on their own. You,
0: you know, we we talk and we influence each other anyways in our in our lives, yes. in our friends and family. But I, I would imagine for this for an organization, there has to be more structure and, and intentionality to that. So how will that work uh, and and what types of th- information will MCU sort of get back and and, and judge whether it's the reach is there and whether it's being successful?
1: Yes. So we actually are partnering up with an organization that that does this stuff on a regular basis, that does, that it creates the phone tree basically for us. Uh, and it's Empower. It's, a, uh, it's not the same Empower as Empower Missouri, but it's a national uh, Empower uh, and they are one of the, the, the leads uh, in, in relational voting or in, in relational engagement uh, as well. So we're partnering with them. They have a whole entire apparatus where it's like a back office where we actually uh, people can sign up and we actually know who signed up with who. Uh, we actually do are able to like uh, to establish like who may who might be a, who might be considered a leader. We're able to put what we call tags uh, tag people to like, okay, this person is with this congregation, something like that. Uh, so we are able to do different things like that with this software, with this system, uh, and and people can access it either via, uh, via internet, via, via online website, or, or they can do it via, um, uh, cell phone app. And basically what, when, when people do, uh, put in their information, very basic information, uh, but we don't, we, we don't share any information. We don't, we don't uh, harvest any information. We don't, we don't do anything with information. It literally is usually just somebody's name, number, um, maybe phone number, or maybe email address. And and the big thing is, and I'm using this as an example, if we if we want to send something out to, if we, let's say, uh, we want to remind people to vote, I'm not going to send, I, DeMarco, won't send messages to every single person, say, hey, everybody, remember to vote. I'm gonna send it to people who we consider to be leaders. So I might send it to Kevin Prane at PCUCC, and then Kevin Prane will then disseminate it out to the to everyone at PCUCC or to everyone in his neighborhood or the people that he is connected to. Uh, so therefore it won't be a stranger, it won't be DeMarco contacting people. It'll be some, again, the people that you put in it, that you personally put in the system and that you contacting. And that's how, and that keeps one, that way we keep the, uh, the, the, the relationship there uh, because people may not have a relationship with DeMarco. I'm still a stranger, uh, stranger danger. Uh, so, But they know Kevin and Kevin is a great person. So they like, and they trust Kevin, um, you know, and, and therefore, and, if, and there, if, if other people would like to step up and become leaders like Kevin or someone, you know, then we can like look into that to see what they would like to do. And they can also continue to sign up for, for their own phone tree as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was going to be kind of a question too. I mean, obviously, you know, I or you can send out to, let's say, 20 people. Will, will we also then be encouraging those 20 people to send out to their network?
1: If they want to, right? And I think that's the thing. Oh, that's one of the great things to me about this. Um, it, it gives the people a chance to develop uh, uh, what we call uh, becoming active voters. So it's one thing to be a voter, right? And we love those who vote. But there's nothing to be an active voter or even a, a, a supportive voter. Active voter, uh, becoming a, a becoming a leader, becoming a, uh, and that's what we. Re- that's what my goal is with this program is to develop people to become electoral influencers. Uh, electoral influencers. A lot of people. Some people don't want that, and I don't. Uh, and it's okay. It's quite okay. You don't have to become an electoral influencer. Uh, I like. I want to know who are the people who. Are one just frustrated and tired of hearing all the bickering back and forth, or also seeing the the the, politi- the politics that be not serving anybody, uh, and just be, having all these stalemates, or these stagnant these stagnant policies and whatnot, uh, and looking for people again not to not to coerce anybody or not to uh, push anybody or be or be pushy. It literally is just sharing information and letting people make decisions on their own. Uh, I think that's one of the best ways. And that's, and most importantly, that's how you keep a relationship. Uh, you know, we, we, people joke often about uh, having d- tough conversations during like Thanksgiving or the holidays with, with, with family members. Um, we, we're not here to, to mess up anybody's holiday. <laughs> we, we literally just want to make sure that people are getting good information and, and, and we could, if people do desire we, for like each individual, we could actually discuss if they if they do want to share talking points per se for a particular issue. But again, we're we're not here. We're not in the business to convince. We here we, we really are focusing on making sure people get get out and, and vote and 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 go from there.
0: Um, so it sounds like that that decentralization is actually something that will be good to protect some have some privacy protection. So the only the only person contacting. The people I know is me. It, it, yes. like you said, it's not to debar- And I'm not contacting your people. That's the other thing because your people aren't going to know me. So, Correct. so you know, we're we're building on our own network. So that, that looks to to actually build to be that decentralization seemed to be building in some privacy protection.
1: Yep. Yep. You
0: had a you had, had a story about when you were making phone calls last year and you sort and you realizing the power of this. Can you just relate that to us?
1: When in the midst of actually having, doing a transformative conversation, um, I, I, I was uh, asking questions to, to a gentleman who lived in uh, Berkeley. I asked him uh, the questions. I asked him about the issues going on. I asked him about uh, the problems that he saw. Uh, I asked him about the possible solutions. Uh, I asked him about uh, what type of influence does he think he, like who has influence in this community? uh, in, in the area. And when I asked him what area did he like really want to focus on, he brought up, he mentioned that he wanted to work in East St. Louis. I was like, wait a minute, you don't live in East St. Louis. You don't, uh, vote in East St. Louis. You don't live in, you don't lay your head in East St. Louis. Uh, but he wanted to do work there for a good reason. You know, that, it was no good and a bad issue. Uh, but the, what the, what the challenge is what many people find, find ourselves doing. Uh, and this is what I call being a stranger savior. Uh, sometimes we want to help out in areas where where we don't live, we don't vote, we don't we don't lay our heads at. So, um, so one of the things that I'm excited about with the relational voter program is it want to give people a chance to uh, to influence or to work towards uh, sharing information with people in local communities, uh, but also within people's circle of influences. Uh, so, for example, that gentleman wants to share information about East St. Louis. Um, East St. Louis uh, elections. He can. Uh, at the same time, it'll be even better if that same young man would just let his neighbors know, "Hey, I'm. I'll be. You know, if you would like to you know receive information about upcoming elections, you know, please let me know. I can put you. I can. Uh. I can. I, I can pass information on to you. Uh. When, only. Only when elections are happening. Um. And never. not. Never. Ever. No. Nothing more than that. Uh. And and therefore. Uh, we we people will still we will begin to look at that gentleman uh, in that neighborhood, like oh, this is the guy who actually keeps me informed, um, and that way it gives him a chance to build power uh, in the community. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, that way, you know, if he's able to build power in the community where he actually lives, he will then know how to actually transfer or either teach or train others to do the same in East St. Louis and any almost anywhere else. So I think that's one of the great things about Becoming, um, becoming someone who's a center of influence or just a center of information. So it's not even about influence, just information, being able to disseminate information. Uh, and then also we, rec- we also looked at uh, where, what, are, what other states, this is one of the main things, we looked at what other states are also doing relational voter programs, what other states are really focusing on getting local people engaged to become centers of information and influence. And uh I do those states were Wisconsin, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Uh I don't need to uh go into deep detail uh, of 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 what, what all of those three states have in common. Uh just but uh, for those who remember the election of 2020, those three states were definitely uh pivotal. Uh I apologize, Michigan also, Michigan also. Uh so again, we we see that this is working. Um Again, I, I'm. I always like to address the the elephant in the room, or sometimes the, even the donkey in the room. I know some people who want to want to want to flip Missouri to be blue. I know that's a lot of people's goals. Uh, goal. Uh, I, personally, that is not my goal. I'm just letting it be out there. That is not my goal. Uh, I actually want people to vote according to their interests. I do not care what party is leading. I want people to be able to vote their interests, but then also uh, be able to hold elected officials accountable. So. If 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 we recognize that there may be some elected leaders uh, who are going against the interests of the people, uh, especially in their in where there's their constituents are, I you know, I, I personally feel that uh, as a Missourian that if somebody is making is passing a bill or passing a law that impacts me in St. Louis, although this representative might be from Bowling Green or from St. Charles or from St. Louis, uh, they impact me. So. We might have to share information about policies or, 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 or possible bills to encourage people to, hey, there's a chance for you to share your testimony on how you might be impacted by this. Here's a link. You can you can share that out, too. So things like that, I think, is what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, and if Missouri just happened to you know become a little more purple, uh, then so be it. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not going to be mad at that.
0: We all really would love to get to the point where we're having good honest conversations about what's good for, for people in Missouri, no matter yes. whether there's a D or N R. And and, yes. and hopefully a more engaged uh voting public is, is the route to that. So it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not politicians setting the agenda, but people saying, Oh, we know what's going on. And so we can we can hold folks accountable for that now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, One of my uh, favorite books of 2021 was Politics is for Power. He made a clear distinction between charity, activism, advocacy, and organizing. I think all four are meaningful. All four are powerful. Uh, Charity, activism, advocacy, and organizing. Uh, One of the main things that the author mentioned, and pretty much the focus of the book, was moving away from political hobbyism, hobbyism, mean, meaning, Oh, people just chit chat about politics. Uh, they just chit chat about social justice or maybe change. They might make a post. They might share something on Twitter. And then that's it. That's there. And then they're done. They, 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 they might watch some, 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 some CNN, Fox news, MSNBC, whatever the young Turks, whatever. They might watch something on YouTube. they, they might laugh at some jokes on Saturday Night Live or Comedy Central or something, but then that's it. But they feel like they, but because they exert energy, they feel like they actually are politically engaged. And because of that, we often find that people still are not actually being engaged and are not being moved to actually take political action. Again, I'm looking forward to being able to share information with people and asking people to maybe take an action, like, uh, like click on this link to sign a petition. For X Y Z, uh, uh, click on this link to send a letter to these representatives. Case in point, we just MCU just had our, our our annual membership assembly, and at the end of this assembly, we actually asked people to send a letter to the representatives that sit on the education uh, on the education uh, committee in, in for the Missouri uh, House. But we sent it to the education committee to speak against. The uh, to our actual to speak against the uh, some of the some of the bills that are coming out that are that are that are anti CRT, they're anti critical race theory. Way too many of our politicians are spending a lot of time on 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 trying to figure out what books children, what sorry, what books shouldn't even be in libraries. It's not like children are gonna read books, right? Like they just don't even want them in the library, they don't want them in class. So they spend all this time and energy and money to do away with certain books that really just unveil and, and, and speak on history from different standpoints. They spend a lot, we just like, this is ridiculous why we spend so much time on this. Um, we're asking people and we ask people to take an action at the end of this membership assembly. Uh, I, I don't, uh, we had over 150 people um, on in, in the assembly. And I think, at, I think at least 75 people actually took an action right there. Uh, and even before that, we actually had uh, there was a, a, a committee meeting, uh, and we actually had a nice amount of MCU members and clergy uh, speak up and, and be able to share their testimony again electronically, um, and and we was able to get the information out, and we but we got the information out really slow, so now we looking forward to be able to get the information out quickly, and then therefore more people can share information and share prop, share the correct links and share the correct information as well as again, not really trying to twist anybody's arm. There might be some people who might be in favor of uh, eliminating certain aspects of critical race theory. And that's fine and we can probably have a discussion about that uh, when we can, you know, but still have people politically engaged is the is the big picture.
0: So how do you see this being used in, in sort of a a, a a cycle during a year or or even leading up to an election? Will there be sort of different phases that will happen here?
1: Yeah, so we're looking definitely looking forward to build, and and mind you, we are in the year twenty twenty two, and and again based off of what we learned from our from our comrades uh, in from Wisconsin, uh, the organization's name Wisdom, uh, in Wisconsin, we we they we know we learned from them that it takes at least a year and a half to really rev up, uh the the speed of uh, and and the accuracy to use this tool, uh so we want to we we. We, we started tinkering around with it a little bit in 2021, uh, but uh, now we in 2022, we are ready to launch and we are really focused on moving towards 2024. So we know 2022 is going to be a very critical, very important year for many reasons, especially in, at the at the time of this recording. Uh, now we now there's discussions about uh, another Supreme Court judge being being nominated or being, you know, things of that nature. Um, and we still have. um a lot of things that are stagnant uh in the, on the, on a national level as well as a, a local level and a statewide level uh so it, these this is going to really matter uh, it's going to really matter uh when when we move when in St. Louis City we goes from 28 wards to only 14 wards uh so we know these things are going to change these things are going to have an impact uh and even right now there still isn't that much information i think finally some maps are being being drawn finally being you know created um it's gonna take some time for people to readjust. So what does it mean to uh, to to find leaders who live in the in the 10th ward that was that was once the 26th and the 25th and the 20th? Like what does it mean to find these leaders now? So we know it's gonna take some time, but we wanna be prepared for election season 2024. Uh and and therefore we can focus now on local elections. Uh, and I do believe uh Reverend Otis Master Third. Who's the uh, senior pastor of Trinity UCC out of Chicago? Uh, he recently spoke with a group of um, a group of clergy, and he said all all local elections uh, are global. All local elections are global. So when we look at the local elections, we look in at school board elections. But when we look at how many people are actually voting in some of the the local elections, the March, the April elections, when there when there is no presidential candidate on the ballot. Uh, but school boards are being elected. Judges are being retained or not retained. Uh, what are we doing? Like, and, and, and the percentage is really, really low. Often, less than 50 percent of voting of people who can actually vote or people who actually do vote, actually vote in these local elections. Less than 50 percent is usually 30 percent. Sometimes it's 10 percent. But 10 percent people in these areas are making decisions for 100 percent of the people who live there. And that's where we feel we got to do something different. got to do better, uh, and therefore, the, the we have to engage. We have to invite people to participate in democracy, uh, because democracy is definitely under attack in many ways.
0: So, yeah, the, those local elections, uh, when you start to look at the at the numbers and who's making the decision, it it it's um, it opens your eyes.
1: Yes, one of the ways we plan on gauging, right? We can actually look at the the numbers of of how many people showed up to this this same election two years ago, four years ago, six, eight years ago, something like that, and then be able to see, okay, we just started doing this. Did it have an impact or not? Or what do we have to do differently? Uh, so that's one way we'll be able to keep gauge, we'll be able to keep track right. of of how things are going too.
0: Right. Okay. So I think my final question then is, is if a congregation is listening to this, if individuals are like listening to this, how do they participate?
1: So definitely, uh, please reach out to me. Um, my my contact information is probably somewhere in there. But just in case, my uh, phone number is area code 314-369-9879. Again, it's 314-369-9879. As well as my email address is DeMarco. That's D-E-M-A-R-C-O at M-C-U-S-T-L dot com. Uh, i would be more than happy to to have to to have a, a one-on-one with any clergy any pastor any leader of congregation or organization uh, or any leader of somebody whoever may be a the matriarch or patriarch of a family or something because uh, uh that's one thing we also are starting to see like people want to be able to be able to uh, utilize this to keep track of of their family members that, that live close by or live in the, in the missouri area too uh, so we are, we are excited about that. I'm looking forward to training uh, people. My personal goal, uh, this is just personal, so it's not even a whole organizational goal. My personal goal is to at least, is to at least have 100 leaders uh, who can actually contact at least 10 people uh, whenever we send out information or whenever there's information to be sent out uh, as well to, to have that ripple effect. And again, to be able to have this created for areas that definitely have low voter turnout. Uh, So we can make a difference there, too.
0: Okay, great. So thank you, DeMarco, uh, for having this conversation with us today. And DeMarco Davidson is the lead organizer for the MCU Sacred Votes Campaign. To learn more about MCU, go to Metropolitan Congregations United's website at mcustlewis.org. Also be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for news and events. I'm Kevin Prang, and you've been listening to This is What Democracy Sounds Like. Tune in again next time, and thank you for listening.